Welcome back to the second episode of SPO Coffee Chats, the brand new original SPO podcast hosted by yours truly, the VP of Student Development for Fall 2020, Eric Wood. And your co-host, Abraham Ruiz, Vice President of Alumni Relations for Fall 2020. We're happy to have you guys back. We hope you enjoyed the first episode. If not, we highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. There's a lot of great info. But just to recap, this is a brand new podcast hosted by us here at SPO. We want to focus on business, on your career, on your education, on your life, and how to make the most of all those things, really. How to get through this college experience without going crazy and how to make the most of your future is our main goal. And our second guest here today to talk about this a little bit is a good friend of Abraham and I, the wonderful, the illustrious, the very accomplished, the soon-to-be Bauer Supply Chain alumni, Nima Desai. Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. (laughs) Thank you for that lovely introduction, Eric. Um, Happy to be here, and thank you so much, SPO, for inviting me to the coffee chats. You're welcome, and we're very happy to have you here. So if you haven't heard about Nima Desai, I'm going to go ahead and put that in the description so you can go and find her on LinkedIn. But uh, just to name a few of her accomplishments within the past couple of years, she's had seven internships in two years. She's been a part of a couple of case comps and has placed um, in all of them. She's a double major in supply chain and MIS, and she's currently at Amazon um, as the operational finance intern. So... Nima, <laughs> that's a very impressive uh, record. I'm gonna go ahead and start off with the first question. So seeing as you found so many opportunities and taking advantage of them, um, what can you give, what kind of advice can you give to others that have opportunities but don't really know how to take advantage of them or maybe are not prepared yet for the ones that they are really looking for or dreaming of? Yeah, great question, Abraham, and uh, thanks for the lovely introduction as well. Um, there, there's two main main um, factors that have brought me to my success today, and two two methodologies. One being um, Bauer Gateway that has been a great help, and then the second being uh, career fairs. As far as finding the opportunities, one of my favorite, favorite places to go look is Bauer Gateway. Um, Jamie and Belin tells you this in, in Gen B. When we're freshmen, we, we hear this uh, when we go to class all the time. Definitely highly recommend. Um, started using it freshman year, still continue to use it today. And if I'm not mistaken, you can still use it as a um, Bauer alumni, Cougar alumni um, down down the line so that avenue is always available and I think that's one of the best opportunities that you can take advantage of um, and the second um, area that I really took advantage of was career fairs I started attending career fairs my freshman year um, after I, I took Gen B I, I went even before that honestly I went to every career fair that the university had posted, regardless if it was uh, the technology career fair, engineering, anything I could get into, I went to. Um, At that point, my mindset really wasn't about obtaining the internship, um, but Jamie Boleyn actually talks about this idea of getting into the environment, really understanding 
what you will be seeing when you get there. Um, and honestly, it is a little intimidating career fairs. There's a, um, at least the Barrow Career Fair, I think there's around 150 employers who come and navigating just the Hilton and, you know, the Concord room versus the different rooms and finding your employers and just the amount of people in that area can be a little intimidating, all fighting for similar jobs. Um, so really understanding how you work, understanding the, the feelings behind that, understanding those and then acting upon those later. Um, and one thing that I actually realized by going to those events is I am not a person who likes to wear heels. So I don't wear heels to career fairs anymore because they hurt. So you learn, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn about how you interact with people and um, what things that you should do for next time. So I know that you told me a little bit about going to random career fairs, but I, what I found really special um, was that you took notes during a career fair. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have a notes technique that I developed after the first couple of um, career fairs that I went to. So this note technique, and this is my personal one, I recommend everyone have one. Um, you don't have to follow the same format that I do. But I think it's really important to organize your thoughts and the information that you collect during that two to four hour period that you're there. So mine, um, I, I, back in the day, I might, I might date myself now, um, but back in the day, my phone didn't have great internet connection at the Hilton, so I couldn't take notes on my phone and, and trying to navigate between the rooms, and the connection was just a little laggy, so um, I started doing this on paper, where I would have um, columns, pre-made pre columns, that would have the booth number of the employer that I wanted to visit, what room they were in, the company, um, and then most importantly, what positions that they had open. So a lot of background research is done before I go into the career fairs in general, but having that positions open really opens up that dialogue between you, the recruiters, or just any of the um, people from the company who are there, who you can ask and you can talk about the opportunities that you can either obtain and that shows that you've done research into the position that you would like. You can talk about why you like it. You can ask more questions about the role in itself or um, what typically, what, what can happen, not typically, what can happen is that you may be um, not eligible for the, for the position just because of a sophomore junior distinction or something like that and typically what companies started doing is that they have sophomore programs where um, they invite sophomores in for you know two to three days or, or some type of participation program and that really um, can bring you into um, a dialogue you can open up a dialogue and they can probably suggest anything that they have in in store for sophomores Thank you for that, Nima. So I think that's really important. And something I think really goes hand in hand with that when you're at these career fairs, when you're meeting these new people is really developing those relationships with recruiters, with the people in that company that you're going to meet, and especially with your interviewers and everybody that has an impact on your recruiting process. Um, do you have any kind of advice or any kind of insight? that you can offer about building those relationships that you've seen through your experiences? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I one one story comes to mind, and I'll share that story. But just overall, I think it's about being true to yourself. Um, that's the biggest piece. Why lie about you know who you are just to get a job? Really really understand who you are. And I think they'll like you for yourself and just have, have a good open and honest relationship with them and build that rapport. So the story in specific that I'm thinking about is how I obtained my third internship with Texas Children's. I was working in um, the supply chain department at Texas Children's. So I applied for, so I did the internship in the spring of 2019, um, but I was interviewing or in the process of applying and interviewing um, in the fall of 2018. So I applied online, um, sent emails to the, the contact that they had, um, didn't hear back, and this, this was on Bower Gateway, so didn't hear back, and in the pre-recruiting mixers that occur, I believe every semester um, at the university or Bauer specifically, um, I saw all the companies that were coming in Texas Children was part of them. And I got very excited and I was like, okay, I wanna go meet them. I wanna see people who I'd potentially be working with, build that rapport, show that face and maybe try to increase my position in, in terms of um, Right, right. getting that getting that interview so I specifically went just for this one company I very don't don't what, what's the saying it's do as I say not as I do <laughs> don't bring one resume to a pre-recruiting mixer but I was only interested in the one company so that's what I did and I, I went up to them and I was talking to coincidentally the guy was named Eric and I was talking to Eric. He said that he really loved my resume. He remembers seeing it. We were having that chat. We were having that dialogue. And he said he forgot to bring his card. And he ended up writing his business or his business email on the back of a piece of paper that I had. So this is the biggest tip that I can give anyone. <laughs> Please read that before you walk away. <laughs> Some people cannot write as clean as others. So I walked away and I was, I was having a great day, really liked Derek. I thought he would be a great coworker. And I am now sitting down to write my um, internship, like, thank you, thank you for meeting me email. And I look forward to possibly speaking to you in the future. And I end up getting a mail domain error a couple days later. <laughs> So I look back at the sheet and I say, okay, well, maybe this is a J. <laughs> so try that one. Got another mail domain error. Tried something else. Another mail domain error. <laughs> at that point, it was probably like two weeks, uh, a week and a half after I had initially talked to him. And so it's like, okay, maybe this isn't a great idea anymore. What happens, happens. I ended up getting an email from him a couple days later saying, hey, we would want to schedule that interview. And I look at his email specifically and I was like, wow, that was supposed to be an L. I, I didn't see that. So I ended up taking that paper specifically to my interview because I knew he was going to be there. And I am 
waiting for him to come back into this interview room there his boss's boss is sitting there and I just lay it out for her I was like like I have to tell you there's a little elephant in the room I need you to know what had happened (laughs) so I tell her the whole story about meeting Eric and the email and the domain errors and I show her I pull out the piece of paper and I show her the email that he had written and she starts laughing so hard it it almost seemed like she was gonna fall off the chair (laughs) but she was laughing so hard she pulled out her phone before the interview even started she pulled out her phone she took a picture of it and she sent it to her colleagues in a group chat and Eric walks back in and she looks at him and says Eric please go take some handwriting courses (laughs) and I didn't know it at that point of time, but I think that was one of the moments where I say rapport building and meeting people and that network and that connection um, really solidified the deal because it's that age old story of, can I sit next to this person in an airport for 12 hours or something like that? And I think that was one of the best things that you can do during an interview, just be yourself, be personable. And of course, if the, most of the people who know me know, I am a very um, open and free and joking person. So that would be exactly like something that I would do. (laughs) Thanks, Eric. But that was, that was one of the reasons why I got tested. And of course, there might've been some resume stuff, but. (laughs) So, so basically what you're saying is we should make fun of our recruiter and make fun of his handwriting and uh, get him roasted in the group chat pretty much is uh, your advice. You know, I can see how you see that. I can see how you see that. <laughs> so for those people that don't have like a, like a note to make fun of or whatever, right? Um, I just want to see your intentions because when you brought the note into that place, were you doing it so you can build rapport or are you doing it just like, just to have fun? Um, honestly, I think it, it was a relevant story. Um, I mean, I wasn't talking about, you know, like another company, another person, another recruiter. This was someone who was going to be in the, the interview sitting right next to her. And I, I just felt like telling her a story about, you know, how I got to the position that I did and, you know, there's only so much you can talk about the weather, especially in Houston. It's just weather and traffic and it's all bad both ways. (laughs) It's hot and there's a lot of traffic. So you don't really get much with that. And I, I, I just wanted to tell her my story and, and get to know her a little bit better at the beginning. All right. That is awesome. So now I am curious, what kind of tips for some job success or success searching for a job can you give for people like me and Abe and all of our listeners you know people who haven't had seven internships and (laughs) done all these incredible things and don't have first place in all these case comps what can what can us mere mortals like us do to no uh, please uh, bestow us some uh, wisdom please (laughs) (laughs) what can Um, we do to obtain these kind of opportunities please yeah no I First of all, right off the bat, I am at the same playing level as you guys. I'm just an ordinary college student. Um, don't think of me as one better than the other. And I, I know you guys are 
look, just look at you being the vice president of um, alumni and, and student development. I, I never held any officer position, so kudos to you on both of those. And um, I just just to jump into the question, um, tips for success. Wow, that's uh, definitely not an easy one to answer, Eric. You're really putting me on the spot there, but. Let's see, there's, there's three things that I'd probably say were the most important to my job search. Um, one, I think, is working on feedback, right? So when you go to those resume roundups or when you get resume advice from just peers or, you know, anyone that you meet, either resume or something about technical skills or really any type of feedback you get, always, always, always take it as a positive. Um, you know, the deliver the method of the delivery may not have been, you know, the most ideal to whoever person it is, but I think there's always some truth in it. And, you know, you need to take a step back and see what the other person was saying and why they said it. And you should really appreciate the person who's giving feedback because it's really hard to be honest, um, especially when you're giving negative feedback. So definitely look into those. Um, me personally, I have a list of, um, you know, just a list of important things that I have collected in terms of feedback and I constantly work on them and and get in, I, I have a, like a check box and I check them off once I think I have profic uh, ah, professionally done the skill. Absolutely, I agree with that. So in one of these um, kind of virtual experiences I'm doing this summer, we actually just did a webinar uh, career development only on feedback and they gave us a lot of really good and a lot of really important information just on that and just how important it is. Um, and I absolutely agree that feedback is being able to know what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right is one of the most important things that you can have. So I completely agree with that. A hundred percent, Eric. And just to echo it even once more, I personally think I don't pay attention to all the the, the positive things that I do because I mean I do them all the time right but when someone is giving me feedback on just anything um, I write down the negatives only the negatives I write down I know the positives in my heart because I did them um, and and you actually brought that up on a great day because I got feedback for a lunch and learn that I did um, with Amazon so got some feedback earlier today and and that really um, I took it to heart so that was great um, so the other two things is, Eric, I think, I think we've talked about this before, but it's something that I like to call a master resume. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a collection. It's just a simple word document in the same similar format that you have your current resume, but just not restricted to that one page. And I add every single opportunity that I've had and that allows me to see all of my experiences on a grand level because I have the problem of I have to continuously remove things from my resume. Sorry, remove things from my resume. And because of that, I may lose out on some of the experiences that I've already had. So that master resume lets me have a collection of all the experiences that I've had and I can pick and choose based on the requirements of the new position that I'm applying for. And the, the second, the third thing, sorry, the third thing that I think is absolutely invaluable is something new that has been coming up more and more, um, 
but it's it's the word cloud technique. If if I have to put it into a word, or put into a technique, I guess. Did you say cloud technique? Is that what you said? Word cloud. Word cloud technique. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I'm gonna explain that a little bit. That's yeah. That's a foreign concept to me. <laughs> it is. It is. Um. Still, I think very new to. I, I know a lot of people in the industry and just people on LinkedIn I've seen use that technique as well. But so with the word cloud generator, you copy and paste a description relating to what tasks you'll be doing, what jobs, um, what are your day-to-day tasks. You copy and paste that. You put that into a word cloud generator. Um, you can easily Google a word cloud generator, but the idea is that it picks up the words that are most commonly used in that description and then you take your resume and you copy and paste it into the word cloud generator and you simply see what type of words you compare and contrast both your resume versus the job description and you see how the words are different in each and maybe try to implement those into your resume. So is this almost like a uh, a personalized buzzwords for your experience and your resume? Would you almost call it that? Um, I hate the word of buzzwords. Um, I agree. I, I agree <laughs> with that. Um, personally, I, I think it's a way where, and, and this may be all speculation. I haven't got it confirmed from, from any company, but there's a lot of AI usage in companies nowadays. And there's just so many resumes that recruiters need to look at, and it's really hard to comb through them. And usually what the, what, if a company is even using this, what the AI does is there's a certain number of words that the recruiter or job poster company puts as important words that they would like to see in resumes. So that helps with the um, rounding back out you with the job. And what really helps is that you may have phrased it in a different way, or you may not have spelled out the entire um, bullet in using those exact words, but it may be interpreted that way. And that's totally fine. But sometimes you need that word or that experience um, really clearly written there. And that's where the word cloud generator can really help. And also if you're lacking in something, that's where you can also go back and say, okay, well, do I really fit the needs for this? Or if you really think you do, then, and, and again, I hate the word tailored, but almost, um, you know, include those, those um, experiences that you've had where those buzz, um, buzzwords, again, buzzwords are um, more used or where you applied those skills. Okay. Awesome. I mean, when, when I first heard that, like you told me that a little while ago mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was like, wow, that's actually like a really cool shortcut to kind of like pierce through the different other resumes that are out there. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. I actually got that tip from one of my favorite sources, LinkedIn. Um, there, there was someone who posted about it and I think she got it from a Google event that she went to. Okay. Well, we're actually almost out of time here, but if there's one, just one piece of advice that you want to tell, uh, I guess, students right now that are just starting up, um, what would you tell them? 
if you could go back to like the maybe like the second or third internship, you know, not the seventh, <laughs> but like the first, second or third internship, what advice would you give yourself? Yeah. Um, be confident in yourself. You have gotten the internship because someone believed in you. Someone saw a spark. Someone saw something important. So don't ever think that you are not meant to be there, right? Um, you need to take advantage of the opportunity that you were given wholeheartedly. And, you know, the company knows that they've brought on an intern and they are there to support you truly. So ask as many questions, bug as many people, um, learn about whatever you want to learn about, you know, just go and sit down and talk to someone and say, Hey, what are you doing? Of course, like be a little cognizant of not being annoying, but, um, really feel like you belong there and don't be afraid of anything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nima, for your time. Um, I, I think that all the members are going to be really happy with this podcast. Um, you gave a lot of great advice. I wish I had that advice, honestly, when I was first starting out, but it's good to have it now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, feel... uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Let's cut this one. <laughs> No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Well, I'm just glad that I could have this when I'm still in school and I still have another summer to go. So I still have another internship and all these things to do. So I'm happy I'm able to get it this early. Thank you, Nima, for your assistance and your help. And uh, if I'm being quite honest, Nima is my go-to resume person. So uh, if she gives you some resume advice, I would absolutely take it. She's the one who advises me on my resume. <laughs> I second that. Oh gosh, you guys are you guys are too much for this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for having me. I loved our discussion. Um, wish it be could it could have been longer, honestly. But thank you so much, SPO, for having me. And um, to everyone listening, feel free to find me on LinkedIn. Of course, Abraham said that he was going to um, put my link somewhere. I don't know, um, but go ahead, shoot me a, a LinkedIn message and I'd be happy to connect and talk about anything um, that you're curious about. So again, big thanks for coming out, Nima. We really appreciate having you out here. We really appreciate all your advice and uh, you know, being able to dig into some of that expertise that you have and really give that out to our members as well as us ourselves. Um, to anybody listening, if you haven't heard our first episode, feel free to go back, check it out. We've, it's, it was a really great one. And we're looking forward to bringing you more of these. So make sure to stay tuned and stay up to date with the SPO Coffee Chats podcast. And we're going to be dropping a lot more episodes with a lot more education, a lot more advice and career insights on how to make the most of your time here. So thanks for coming out, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye.